you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's dot and now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks presented by Zaxby's DJ Bucky back with you. Buck, how you doing, man? Man, I'm good. I am good. Excited, excited, excited because lo and behold, we got another football weekend right in front of us and there's so many things to talk about. Yeah, we've got a, a fun episode today. We're going to talk to uh, Gregory Rousseau, who's a pass rusher, edge rusher from the University of Miami, who is one of a handful of players, one of the top players that elected to uh, opt out of the season. So he is not playing for the Hurricanes this year. Uh, he's training, getting ready for the NFL draft. And so I'm curious to see what he's got going on right now, because we've wondered aloud, what what do these guys do that aren't playing in order to uh, to prepare themselves for the combine and the draft, but maybe not overdo it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that conversation. Yeah, it should be a great conversation. He's one of the more fascinating prospects to watch, a guy who really came out of nowhere to be one of the dominant Ed players. And so you just want to see how he's trying to grow his game without being able to play football this fall. All right, Buck, when you look at the uh, slate of games here real quick for the weekend, um, I guess college-wise, the one thing I'm looking forward to more than anything else is, is seeing our guy Trey Lance and what he does in his one-game season this weekend. Yeah, DJ, I think that has to be the thing that we talk about. We can talk about the college game or the NFL games, but I think it's all about Trey Lance. This is his showcase, a one-game showcase to show NFL scouts uh, 
where he's at in his developmental process, um, what he looks like this year, because we have an expectation that he might not participate in the spring. And so if you have an opportunity to make that quote unquote first impression, what kind of impression does he leave with 26 scouts that are slated to be at that game? And I think this is a really tough game for, for him because how do you treat this? Like, do you put more pressure well, on yourself? It feels like a pro day. Yeah. Do you put more pressure on yourself to say, hey, I want to show them that, hey, I can run it. I can throw it. What if it's the one time that he 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 kind of stumbles and falls in terms of not having an A-plus game? Because he was so fantastic last year that we didn't really see him have a bad game. And so that is a lot of pressure as a, I mean, a, a redshirt sophomore to come in there and say, I got one shot to really kind of dazzle these scouts. Um I think I would be more impressed if he's able to just have a solid to better game with all of the pressure that's on him facing a one game audition. Yeah, well, I mean, the things that we liked about him were his decision making, his poise and his accuracy. So don't abandon those things that have got you to this point uh, thus far and, and go out there and just play a clean game. He's, he's played a perfect uh, you know, season last year without turning the football over. So. Uh, just keep that streak intact and make good decisions, get the ball where it needs to go. They've got better players in the team they're playing against. But uh, there are going to be a boatload of teams there to scout that one, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think he, he definitely understands where he's at. I think he's not a surprise. I know last year during the playoff run, you and I had talked like, hey, man, have you seen a kid from North Dakota yeah. State? And at the time, yeah. no that one was really by the way, the kid from yeah. North Dakota State. That, that and, was the game last year. Yeah, at the time, no one was talking about it. Then you, you see him, and then the more that you watch him and study him, the more that you fall in love with his game. Because he is, I would say, the perfect quarterback for the way the NFL is trending. He's athletic enough to do the stuff that you want to see your quarterbacks do in the run game. He throws it well enough and he's efficient where he doesn't take the ball over. He's a great decision maker. And because he's playing in a North Dakota State offense that's so varied and multiple, you can see him fit in any style offense. Now, my personal preference, I believe he would be a terrific fit in a Cal Shanahan-like offense that really allows him to do a bunch of different things with his legs in terms of coming out the back door and play action game and, and doing those things. But, man, I don't think there's an offense that he wouldn't be a great fit for. Two other games real quick, and we won't get into them too much. But, man, I, I cannot wait to watch Auburn and Georgia. That's going to be a fun one. And then I would also keep an eye on uh, A&M and Alabama. Alabama, we talked about it last week, just looked like they're on a different plane uh, than everybody else. A&M's got some dudes. I mean, they'll line up there and they'll, they'll, mm-hmm. uh, they'll look the part getting out there on the field. Kellen Mond, I, I have never been a big Kellen Mond yeah, fan, but this is his opportunity. If he can do something this game, then maybe he's got a chance to uh, create some momentum for himself. Yeah, I don't know if he's necessarily the right style quarterback in Jimbo Fisher's offense to have success. I don't think I don't know if he throws it well enough to be very, very successful. I don't think he know if he throws it well enough to really be a high-end NFL prospect. But I'll say this, Texas A&M certainly has some dues. I think they will get Alabama's best game. I think Alabama was bored and disinterested with the Missouri game. <laughs> I don't think they really saw them as serious challengers. I think we will see a better effort from the Alabama guys, and that's scary based on the, the people, that they, the players that they have. I think the other game is the one that is really compelling. You talk about Auburn and Georgia. Yeah. JT Daniels should get the start for the Georgia Bulldogs. So to see him go from playing in the Pac-12, playing at USC, to playing in that conference, that SEC, with between the hedges, man. Dudes, between the hedges, that should be an interesting game. And I'll say this, Auburn, from a physical standpoint, Auburn is exactly what you want to see. Like physically, the way they play, particularly on defense, we'll get a chance to see some really good players 
hold up. And I'll get a chance to see if JT Daniels has an opportunity to be one of these guys that we talk about down the road because his toughness is going to be tested in this this uh, inauguration game for him in the SEC. Yeah, he's got to speed up his clock a little bit from watching him at SC, even the play that he got hurt. He's got to speed that up. He's going to figure out real quick on that field with those athletes, you better, you better speed it up. So that's going to be his challenge. Yeah, it is going to be his challenge. He also gives from being in that air raid system that I would say is very quarterback friendly to now he's playing in a different system. So you talk about speeding up the clock and the processing. Can he do it in, a, in an offense that is a little different? It, they're not as easy or the throws aren't as sequential when you're coming through the route tree. Let's see what he is able to do in a different environment. All right, Buck, let's uh, let's bring him in here. We're excited for this conversation here with uh, one of the top pass rushers in this upcoming NFL draft. It's Gregory Russo from the University of Miami. Greg, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I appreciate you taking some time for us today, but I guess uh, I'll start with the first question. You know, the, the decision that you had to make uh, of whether or not to play this year or whether just begin getting ready for the for the upcoming draft. I know we've seen through the early portion of the season, Miami's got a really good football team yeah. uh, there and, and all your buddies there. But wh- how difficult was what that was that decision and what went into it? Uh, really just it was a decision that me and my family talked about a lot and we came to. My mom was a COVID nurse, so just me having the opportunity to, like, retire her and um and to just follow through with that and opt out, I, I had to do it for, like, just me and my family and stuff. But it, it de- it's definitely tough. It was tough to leave the team for sure. That really hurt because I love those guys. Like those are my best friends in the world and stuff. So I mean, I'm I'm glad that they're balling and they're playing right now. And I, I love watching them every single week. I root them on and I, I'm I'm tweeting about them. You know, I'm just I love when they ball out. So I'm real happy for them. But it was a tough decision, honestly. You know, Greg, it obviously was a tough decision because you're away from a game that you know and love. And because football is such a developmental game, how have you been able to kind of work on your game without participating or practicing? during these moments? i just been here at Exos really just working on everything, definitely emphasizing, like, just learning new moves. I've been working with Coach Nate. I've been working with Chuck Smith from Atlanta. But just learning new moves and keeping my pad level down and just getting into that groove like I'm in the season and working hard every day. I work I work here Monday through Friday. So I definitely simulate just having those long work weeks like you do in the season, and I'm staying in the, in the best shape of my life, honestly, and I'm getting a lot bigger and stronger while I'm here. But, yeah, I'm definitely trying to, like you said, just put my body through it like I am playing football. We talked about it a little bit uh, over social media, but tell everybody what your weight was, what you played at last year, and where are you at today? Last year I played at, like, probably 240, around, like, 243, 244, sometimes 245. And right now I'm at 266. Jeez. Have you felt – have you been able to maintain your speed? I mean, that's that's one of the things that makes you go is your juice off the edge. You've been able to keep that up? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I added like all good weight. I made sure of it. You know, and, and think about it. Let's talk about your unique journey. How did you find yourself from being a guy that did a little bit of everything in high school to now being one of the celebrated pass rushes in football? Explain. Um, honestly, I was getting recruited. I had like a couple offers from like Indiana, USC, uh, what else? NC State. Those were like offers for me to play like receiver or like safety. And then I got offered by LSU, and they were like. Um, like you can come here and play back, like outside backer slash DN or whatever. I'm like, man, that's a pretty good idea. And then Coach Diaz from Miami offered me, and he really like when he offered me, he sat down and like wrote down a plan for me. He was like, we have a position for you called the Viper. You're gonna drop 25 percent of the time. You're gonna rush 75 percent of the time. He just went through everything. He was like, he said that he was on the um, NC State staff with Mario Williams and Manny Lawson, and he told me that I reminded, I reminded him of them. So I just seen that and him just putting like 
the pen to the paper writing out a plan for me. I was like, man, this could really work. So I chose Miami. And, and Coach Diaz really turned my football life around. Not that it was going in a bad direction, but really just opening my eyes to the position of DN. Even though I played a little bit of it in high school, I was never serious about it. So he really just told me, like, man, that's your future. Like, your future there, you can make a lot of money playing DN. So I stuck with it, and he was right, 100%. Now, you talk about playing DN. You also, they'll move you around in, in some of your sub stuff. You get to go inside and rush over guards, which was not a fair fight in there. Uh, yeah. when, you're, when, you're, when you're watching tape during the week, uh, walk me through your preparation process. You're, you, you know, putting together your rush plan during the week. What are you looking for when you're, when you're studying an opponent? First, I'm looking for, like, pre-snap stuff to see, like, let's say they're, the, tackle, uh, the tackle's foot points out or whatever, it's a pa- if it's a pass or their hands might be crossed like this or a little bit higher if it's a pass or they might have their hands separate if it's a pass play i'll look at tells like that i'll look at depth i'll look at running back depth in the backfield and see if it's going to be like his own replay or if he's like a little bit um split out like he's going to flare out or if he's in a block so i'll look at a whole bunch of pre-snap stuff first and then i'll look at the actual tackle or guard i'll be going against and look like see if they're a high puncher a low puncher and just to see how they block and if they're aggressive or not and what will work against them if they're quick on their feet if they're heavy on their feet and they and they're, or if they're like scared of power, or if there's, or if they don't want to throw hands because some alignment will hold their hands, to hold them, hold them, hold them until you shoot, and then they'll try to like, or they might flash you and make you throw your hands, and then they'll start trying to block you. So just looking at all that stuff and just um, really just having a feel for what my opponent's go-to blocking tendencies are. That's what I really do during the week, and then also I won't get caught up too much in like in like the actual plays that they're doing because I feel like that can make you think too much. So I just try to almost win my one-on-one matchup and do my job every single play. You know, Greg, I'm going to be honest with you, just listening to you, um, your insight and knowledge in terms of being that's able artist, to articulate. Buddy. That's an artist. Like, like that is Appreciate that is something that's, that's very unique. And, I, and I'm saying this like humbly saying, like having played with like Bruce Smith and Derek Thomas and we, we drafted Julius Peppers, like that is uncommon for someone to have so much detail Mm-hmm. Um, at this age. And I want to ask you because Chuck Smith is known as one of the best teachers when it comes to hand skills and hand placement and teaching pass rush moves. What have you been able to pick up from him since you guys have gotten together? Uh, uh, he taught me to cross chop a couple of weeks ago, a move that you see Aaron Donald doing and, um, and TJ, uh, TJ Watt does it real well. And it's really becoming like one of those go-to moves in the NFL. And I, I didn't have too many moves last year. So just learning that move, uh, it's really, I feel like it's really going to help my game at the next level. You could do it from the three. You could do it from the five all the way from the outside. Even Aaron Donald was doing it like from, from I think, a five or seven technique. But, yeah, just learning that and also him just telling me, like, when I run off the ball, make my first couple steps make everything look the same. I've never heard that in college, so that's something that, I, that I'm really holding on to. He said just to make everything look the same at first, and then you just throw at, throw at them whatever you're going to throw, and they're not going to know what's coming because you don't want to give away something with your pad level or, the, or if you're taking choppy steps or anything like that. So him just being to articulate and, and just break down the, rush, the rushes more than just go up there and just throw, do this, throw your hands this way. Like He really sat down and broke a lot of things down to me. So I'm really grateful to be working with him, and I'm blessed to be working with him. And I love and I, I'm excited for him to keep on teaching me stuff and for me to keep soaking up knowledge from him. I know one of the questions about you was, you know, power. Sometimes when you got your height, you, the pad level can be a little bit of an issue. But I, we, and we've talked about this previously. But against Duke, I saw I saw the speed to power. I saw you convert yeah. that. Uh, yeah. it, is it like just something that just kind of gets unlocked? Like in those moments in that football game, was that kind of like, OK, now I get it because you're so relatively new to the position? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and honestly, yeah, like that tackle number sixty three, I was going against. He liked to, he liked to really focus on his hands and his feet and be real quick on him. So I knew he'd be pretty light on him. So I, just, I kind of just bullied him in a lot of plays during the game by just pushing him back. 
real simple, just speed to power, like you said. And yeah, uh, I, I feel like like wh- like when I watch somebody, I'm just gonna almost take almost take what they're giving me, you know. Mm-hmm. And also during the Duke game, I think it was one of the last games of the season. And I feel like during the beginning of the season, I didn't get too many snaps. I was only playing like North Carolina game. I probably had 13. Florida game, I probably had like 12 or 14. I was really a rotational player. And like I wasn't as comfortable yet. But during, as the season kept progressing, I got more comfortable. And I and I became – I got to a level where I could like do things in the game and be like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try this out, you know. Even though I didn't have too – I didn't try too many moves, I knew I had some in the bag. And I wish I, I wish I could have played and brought him out this year because because I, I definitely got a lot more moves. But but yeah, <laughs> during it, towards the end of the season, like in the bowl game, I gave a dude a hezzy and went around him and, and got a sack. Like just just I worked that stuff in practice. But I, during towards the end of the season, like I said, I really started to like just come to my own and just get, get I got a lot more confident while I was on the field for sure. You know, so because you're in this unique circumstance where you won't play in the fall, but then if COVID kind of subsides a little bit and we go back to a normal calendar where we have like the combine and the pro days and those things, what are some of the things that you want to either show scouts or tell scouts to kind of solidify yourself as one of those top guys, even though you didn't play this fall? Uh, definitely my pad level. And just to be crisp, I want to be real crisp in my uh, D-line drills. I also want to show that I'm, I'm explosive. I want to run a good 40. I want to have a, a good get off. I want to show that I'm quick and I can move. I can drop back in the coverage. I could, I could play the, the one, the three, the five, the seven, the nine, I could drop back, like I said. So just just to show my versatility, you know, and that I, I could do it all, and I'm a real coachable guy. And and definitely, like I said, I'm just working on getting more explosive so I could have a real good get-off when I get to the league because I know those tackles are a lot more athletic and they're bigger. So I, I've definitely been working on my lower body, like explosion, and my get-off. One of the things we like to ask guys is they're going through this process is, you know, what kind of adversity have you dealt with? Because – that's a lot, a lot. A lot of times when you look at guys that fail at the next level, it's because they haven't had adversity or they haven't handled adversity well. Is there an example in your life? It could be you know, on the field or off the field uh, mm-hmm. where you've had to battle through some some tough times. Uh, for me, the toughest time probably be when I got hurt my freshman year because I came to Miami. I early enrolled. I had a real good spring. You know, I, I there was a scrimmage. There was a couple of scrimmages. I got four sacks in one. I got three sacks in another. I was just out there having so much fun, and then I got hurt like second game of the season. And I was just like really like in a dark place at that time, you know. That was a real tough time for me for sure. Like it took a lot out of me, but like my friends and family that rallied around me, my teammates, you know, they they helped me out with everything. Whether it was um, taking me to class or picking me up from from dinner or 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 getting me to practice in the morning because I couldn't drive. I was on a scooter for like eight weeks, so just that was a real tough time for me not being able to play football. And it's like when you get hurt, it's like it's like the team is like a train, and the trains just. Like it's like you just get off on a stop and it keeps on going, but you just gotta keep your faith, you know. And I, I, I like stayed, stayed in my faith in God. I prayed about it, you know, and I, I was blessed enough to bounce back and have a great year. But that was definitely the the hardest like time in my life for sure. You know, so as an evaluator, one of the things we look for. DJ talked about the adversity, but we also want to know your why or what inspires you to do what you do. So why do you play football? Who who inspires you to play? Like what do you do it for? I do it for my family, honestly. For me to be able to uh, uh, have the chance to to retire my mom and dad, it means everything to me. You know, they put in so much work into me. They took me to camps. They, they're at every single game, uh, whether they're even if they were working the day after or just had a, a five day work week on Saturdays when I was an optimist football. That'd be at every single game, every high school game. So I really do it for them. You know, they inspire me because they're real hard workers and and they came from nothing and they raised me up 
So I'm just, I'm blessed to have those people in my life and I do everything for them, honestly, because I can't wait. Like, just to get that, to be able to get that, um, to get that check and just be like, yo, mom, you don't have to work no more. Dad, you don't have to work no more. It's going to mean everything to me, you know? All right, last question from me, and uh, we appreciate your time today, Greg, but let, it's been, it's a weird year this year in 2020, right? And you, you yep. missed football season this year. But if we could go in a time machine a year, a year away, let's say you get through your rookie season, for you to look back on your rookie season and say, okay, that was a success, what, what will have taken place if you would deem your rookie year a success? Uh, really just me. I won't even put a number on stats or anything. Really just me coming into my own and just getting everything I can get out of myself, you know, whether that's 10 stacks, 20 stacks, 100 stacks. You know, just me being out there and, and just dominating and playing at the highest level that I can play. I know it's going to obviously be harder. I'm not just going to go out there and bully grown men first day, but, you know, but I'm going to compete. Uh, um, to my best capability, and I'm a, and I'm gonna show what I can do, and I can't wait for the opportunity to play for whichever team drafts me. I'm gonna be a team guy, you know. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a positive uh, um, person in the locker room. I'm gonna help I'm gonna help out whoever I can help out, and I'm gonna just show love in any way I can. So I really can't wait, and I, I'm up for the challenge. You know, the NFL, I know the NFL is gonna be tough, but I, I just can't wait to get out there and compete with the best of the best. I can't wait. I love it, man. Well, hey, you've been great with us today. It's awesome to spend some time with you. I'm sure we'll catch you along the journey here as we get close to the draft. But keep working hard, man, and uh, we'll see you soon. Yes, sir, I will. Thank you. Well, Buck, that was impressive uh, talking to Greg Rousseau there. I and mean, we used the word and talking about just kind of an it's an artist, right? Those great passwords yeah. and you've been around some of the best of all time. Man. They talk about it a little differently. DJ, like that was one of the more impressive interviews. And I, I would say that not only being in the media form, but but really putting on the scout hat, like to have a player be able to give you that kind of feedback, to be able to walk you through moves. We've talked about it. We've interviewed quarterbacks and had them a walk us through your week of preparation because you just kind of want to know where they're at. That was about as, as good as it gets in terms of the detail that he is being able to express about where he is in, in terms of how he attacks, what he's learned how he wants to put him in practice. Someone is going to get a fantastic player who has so much developmental potential that he could be an outstanding player, like exceed whatever your expectations are off the tape. He may be able to exceed that because he's so coachable and mollable. So my favorite part is this little nugget that we got from this interview. And that is because he redshirted a year, right? We knew he got hurt, but he redshirted a year, had one year with 15 and a half sacks or whatever he did. And then this year he didn't play. So you can say, oh, it's a limited track record. He hasn't played the position very long. He's a receiver in high school safety. Mm -hmm. When he he just snuck in that little line that his freshman year before he got hurt in the scrimmages, he had four sacks in one, three sacks in another. Yeah, I'm like, so some guys are put on this earth to rush the quarterback. And this kid, after having immediately transferred from being a receiver to a pass rusher at an ACC school, has seven sacks in two scrimmages. It, it clicks. It clicks. Yeah. It's natural. It's it's natural. It's a bit of a dancer ballerina type with the strength and the physicality and, and being able to put it together. And because he is a, a quick study, man, I would love to like dig into his background and just see, man, what how many different sports did he play when he was coming up? Is he a basketball player? Was he a legitimate basketball player or not? Like, what does his footwork look like when he's on the court and when he's doing things? Because for him to pick it up like that, DJ, he has to be an A-level athlete because even A-level athletes sometimes can't get the coordination to be able to do it. But for him to be able to do it and to do it in games and have success, that's remarkable. Yep. And I thought it was interesting. USC wanted him as a wide receiver. LSU wanted him as a linebacker. I think that tells you where the priorities are with those two uh, with those two programs. <laughs> that's kind of funny. But not only that, like in the SEC, like I've heard Nick Saban say, you take your best players, your best athletes, you put them on defense, then you worry about the offense later. 
Yep. There you go. Well, look, that was fun today. Getting a chance to visit with him. Hope you guys have enjoyed the conversation. Um, we got a great slate of games uh, this weekend, college and NFL. We'll be back next week uh, to wrap them all up. Want to encourage you guys again, uh, go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review if you haven't already. We've got a bunch of new submissions for the best high school player you've ever seen. Uh, keep those coming and uh, we'll read them out next week. Inspired by ongoing conversations with players, NFL launched NFL Votes to empower and improve our communities by exercising the right to vote. Uh, join the NFL family by registering to vote today and make your voice heard this November. Visit NFL.com votes to learn more. Well, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you guys so much for listening to Move the Sticks, presented by Zaxby's. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 